0: Welcome to the Total Brain podcast series, hosted by Dr. Evian Gordon, founder and chief medical officer of Total Brain. Today's podcast is on plan your diet to boost your mood. And it is a great pleasure to have Dr. Tetiana Rocks, who is a research fellow and head of translation and education at the Food and Mood Centre Impact Institute, Deakin University in Melbourne, Australia. Tetiana is accredited practicing dietitian with extensive experience in education and research in nutritional psychiatry. And it's a great pleasure to speak to you today, Tatiana.
1: Hello, Evan. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's a it's a really wonderful next phase, because as many of you would have heard, the podcast that we had on the Smile Study with Professor Adrian O'Neill, and the podcast was called Lifestyle Medicine: How Effective Is It? And it was a remarkable podcast that got incredible interest that because it was the first study in the world that used nutrition, Mediterranean diet, to help control depression. And not only was the study successful, but they showed a dose effect. That is, the better you kept your diet, the better you became, the more symptoms you decreased. And also really interesting granular findings that, for example, the one that we talked about a lot in the podcast, Tatiana, was that even decreasing 20 processed foods a month, you decrease your depression symptoms by a very specific amount. And thanks so much to this amazing director and group that you have. I know you have a whole army out there in the food and mood center and the director for uh, Felice Jacker. Thank you Felice for organizing both Adrian and Tatiana today to, to share with us and the thousands of people who've been listening to this and following this amazing study. And so today the goal to is for you to help us understand the sort of the top facts that you, cause you train people who run these studies now on, food and mood, but just, I want to just take a minute or two before we start, because this amazing army of people you got out there, the Food and Mood Center, have also provided the world's first free course to help people eat themselves happier. Would you mind just spending a minute or two telling us about this course to eat yourself happier?
1: Absolutely. It's going to be my pleasure, Evan. So yes, you are correct we are running first free online course on improving your mood and depression through diet. We call that Food and Mood. It's a free online course. You can access it through FutureLearn. It's a platform, educational platform. So go ahead and Google FutureLearn and then type in Food and Mood. The course itself is three weeks you'll need about three hours per week to get through it. But do take advantage of amazing social learning because we currently have over 67,000 enrollees in the course from 174 countries all across the world. So we have fantastic time there learning about what, why, and how our diet and mental health associated What we can do to change our diet and how we can do it.
0: Goodness gracious.
1: Every time I look at the
0: Food and Mood Center, I get more and more astounded at the sheer weight of innovation and and simplicity and power. So let's move on to, if you wouldn't mind, spending the remainder of this podcast on helping us understand the sort of your top facts of what. Mm -hmm and why and how and how you train your health professionals to really bridge this really challenging gap when I mean, we all know the biggest challenging gap in this lifestyle modified medicine is between knowing and doing but how do you land it tetiana what is the secret source that you're all doing out there to get such great results so let's start off with the what what are you actually telling people
1: so basically, even we do have a great understanding and a lot of evidence now which showing us that what we eat actually impacts our mental and brain health. We understand that the better our diet quality is, the better chances we have to get a better mental health. And look, this is quite an easy message for everyone to understand. And people like to hear that because... I've been a dietitian for quite a few years now. And we always before talk about diet and then physical outcomes. But quite often we forgot that our brain, our mood is also quite strongly linked to the food we eat. And that message really helping people because it's very inclusive. We don't isolate people based on body size or anything else. We only talk about improving food and improving mood. And we also understand that, look, that's never a perfect scenario. Even small changes you can make will help your mood. So that's interesting. So now let's just
0: go on to the specifics. You know, I just have to tell you my personal story for a minute because I was the worst eater imaginable. I was a food junkie. I ate anything and everything. I was a stress eater. And I have slowly evolved to becoming a a vegan and it is absolutely shocking to me about the impact at so many levels. But I have to say, Tatiana, even as an integrationist, where my job is to distill information across the board in terms of the brain, it's really challenging in nutrition because there's so many facts. So to me, my simplistic starting point, which I'd like you to help me elevate to the next level and why the Mediterranean diet. But really, my starting point is sort of this. You know, basically, you've got carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And most foods have all three of those macronutrients. And we know in the brain, you take in carbs and glucose, it gets converted into sugar. And the brain just needs the sugar for energy, and you want to give it a constant supply. And increasingly, I've just found that the more foods that I eat with one ingredient and no processed food, as little as possible. It's kind of my starting point. So I have that incredibly simple starting point. How do you actually take people from those really simple basics and not overwhelm them with all the nuances? So tell me your 10 minute summary takeaway and what could I do every meal that could take that into practice?
1: Yep happy to do that, Elian. And I have to say, you have a fantastic starting point because we see a strong correlation between ultra-processed food and poor mood. So we understand that if you can do anything at all, if you like to start changing something, perhaps focus on eating less processed foods. And look, All type of foods we consume right now, particularly, you know, in Western countries, they all undergo some type of processing. So I'm not talking about, you know, starting to grow your own veggies and be absolutely pure about this. It's no, it's not like this. I'm talking about trying to eat food, which you kind of understand what it is. Quite often, ultra-processed products are so processed that it's hard to identify what kind of ingredients they. In. basics. We need to strip it back to basics. And that's why Mediterranean diet is quite a winner because it's based on simple ingredients, on high intake of carbohydrates. So whole grains, root vegetables, then green veggies, a lot of them fruit, dairy, good quality proteins, go ahead and use olive oil. It's fantastic for you. Eat nuts and enjoy it. What is also good about Mediterranean diet and adapted version of Mediterranean diet we used in the SMILES trial you mentioned, the trial which was first in the world to use diet to manage depression. And we're talking about clinical depression. So we enrolled adults with clinical depression into the study. And we adapted Mediterranean diet to be actually quite easy to accept for people because we did not set massive goals. We worked with people one-on-one. We met them where they were ready to meet us. So if someone wasn't ready to make big changes, we started very small. That's what we call smart goals. So you set up a couple goals for yourself each week. You might say, hmm, I might go ahead and try to have one fresh fruit every day and see how it is. I usually recommend people to try starting with fruit because it's, they're quite palatable, they tasty, they sweet. We enjoy them, they easy to access. So start easy, be easy on yourself put in front of you some sustainable and accessible goals which you can actually achieve to build your confidence, to build your knowledge, and to build better diet for yourself. So that's what we're trying to do. So base your food around eating fresh ingredients at every meal. When you get a bit more confident, look at vegetables. And again, don't, go and buy vegetables which you never heard of or you don't know what to do with. Start with simple, maybe snacking vegetables. So tomatoes or cucumbers, fresh capsicums, and try to include them at every meal. One thing is good, Evian, we have abundance of recipes available or tips and tricks all around us. So you can find information how you can feed those easy snack ideas or easy eating ideas at every meal. Say for breakfast, you think mm, I might have a, in, instead of you know, highly processed cereal, how about I have a toast with some sliced tomato on it and drizzle of olive oil. See if you like that. If you don't like it, no big deal. Find a fresh vegetable which you like. And look, there's a lot of them out there. So that's what we're trying to do as well. And then, you know, you can start incorporating a little bit more, challenge yourself a little bit more every time. If you file, don't worry about it. Try something else. You don't have to like absolutely everything, you know, around you. You don't have to like every fruit and vegetable or whole grain around. But one good thing is most of us are, lucky enough to have access to, you know, variety of fruit and vegetables and whole grains. So try them all and see what might be suitable for you. And that's basically a principle. So if we're talking, if I'm training practitioners, I also always like to start with assessing motivational level. You know, if someone is unmotivated, trying to prescribe diet or try to do dietary changes, will only build resistance. So try to educate people, refer them to our course. It's free, it's online, it's always available. Where we start quite easy and we start to build the knowledge of what, what do we know about diet and mental and brain health, how they link? Then we talk about why, why it's happening. And we as adults, when we understand the importance of diet for mental health, when we understand how we can improve our diet most of us will go ahead and make some changes and what we see from research you don't have to have absolutely perfect diet to help yourself and to help your mood
0: it's so wonderful you know it's so nice to see you converge the the basic facts with this what we all now know as motivational interviewing which is you can't tell people what to do they've got to be ready And they've got to find what works for them because they've got to own it, right? That's one of the biggest pieces across the gap from knowing to doing. And then small steps. I love the way you described the small steps and do what you can or what you want to do because then you're going to do it. So that's really helpful. Can we just take it up one next level? So that's just a fabulous summary. And I could listen to that many times and take notes and distill it because knowing and doing, wow, if I just did that, I, I know I'd be different. People keep asking me about the basics to Mm -hmm. have in their mind about the basic plate, you know, like what do you tell people when they want to imagine what every day should look like from a basic plate point of view? How do you divide that up and communicate that to people?
1: It very much depends on your individual needs, of course. If you can imagine someone who might be, you know, a little bit older and less active, might need less food. Someone who's younger and very active need a lot of food. So when we try to give overall recommendations, we use kind of fluid number of serves. For example, we recommend everyone to have about five to eight serves of whole grains every day. When I say, sometimes people say, oh my God, that's so much. And look, it's not that much because the serve of what we call a serve of whole grain, it's a smaller slice of bread. Unfortunately, our service sizes increased, you know, that's just marketing. So, but smaller slice of bread, that's your one serve. So generally we asking into people to have a high quality, good quality whole grains, five to eight serves every day. We also talk about, about six serves of vegetables. And the serve of vegetable is either a cup of greens, like salad greens, or half a cup of cooked vegetable. So about six or up a day. You can't really have too many vegetables unless you have specific dietary requirements. And then of course, we recommend you talk to your health provider. We also recommend people to enjoy fruit. So three, two, three serves a day, fantastic. And serve of fruit is kind of small to medium apple, think like that, that's your quantity, that's your serve. And look, fruits are easy to eat and that's what we want people to start with. We also recommend dairy because we know that dairy is of course source of a lot of fantastic, macro and micronutrients our body needs. So we'd say about two to three serves per day. Again, it depends what you like, what you need, how old are you, what your level of exercise is. We do recommend people to eat nuts. Nuts are great because they, of course, source of fiber, which our gut microbiota loves so much. When we talk about nuts, even, we talk about raw nuts, of course, not Processed nuts, which have a lot of salt added or sugar added. And sometimes people say they don't like the taste of raw nuts. And you know what? I recommend people to actually microwave in their nuts or toast them briefly on a dry roasting pan. And that changes the taste of nuts right away. So we talk about one serve per day, about 30 grams. We also recommend people to use olive oil as the main source of fats. For Smiles trial we recommended about two, three tablespoons a day. but again, it depends on your preferences. We recommend people to use water up the, as the main source for drinking. I know we have a lot of beverages available but you can't really beat just a simple fresh water. When it's come to pulses or beans, legumes, go ahead and use those as well. Fantastic source of fiber, really good for you and very economical too. So three to four serves a week. But of course, if you don't consume meat or poultry for whatever reasons, you might like to increase your consumption of legumes as well. Generally in the modified Mediterranean diet we used, we recommend people to have about three to four serves of lean red meat every week. So three to four serves. And again, serves are about 60 to 100 grams of meat. So they're not particularly big serves. Think about palm of your hand, that's about it. That is your serving size, no more. We also, of course, recommend people to consume oily fish or other seafood, so about two serves per week. With eggs, in our specific trial, we use quantity of six eggs per week. But again, you might um, choose to consume eggs as one of your main sources of protein. And then, of course, you will have to adapt accordingly. What was very important for our smile trial and what we see in other studies, that it's quite critical to reduce amount of ultra-processed foods you consume. We call them extras. Look, go ahead and do enjoy ice cream or a little bit of chocolate or any other extra stuff you like, but try to reduce it. Try to make your choices a little bit smarter. And try this abundance of all other fresh food available. And naturally, in Mediterranean diet, why it works and why it's easier for people to perhaps stick to it, because it's got a range of tastes. It's got salty flavors which come in, say, from olives. And then sweet flavors which comes from yogurts and fruit. So there's a lot of variety you can use within the traditional Mediterranean diet. To choose and to create quite a palatable dishes and snacks. That's basically probably it about Mediterranean and modified Mediterranean diet we
0: used. Really so elegant to hear you just describe it in such a seamless way because there's nothing complicated about what you said, and the quantities are pretty straightforward to list and have on a fridge somewhere and try and do the incremental small-step approach you mentioned. And, of course, the standouts to me are the less ultra-processed foods. I mean, I still fascinating to see that come out because, as you know, Tetiana, the whole point which we're involved with, the American Heart Association uh, online project, which is a little more intense and also includes calm, move, eat, and connect. But the principles are exactly this, Mediterranean, And I suppose for those people on the Think Heart program is what it's going to be called, is they will have the choice between Mediterranean and just a whole food plant-based diet. And the whole food, it's everything you described, except Mm -hmm. without the meat, the fish and the dairy. So there's so many alternatives to dairy today. So it's not as complicated and it needs to be. So I really urge people to see these wonderful... 10 tips online, it's all available in Food and Mood, and just to take notes, listening to it once again, and to see the simplicity of the servings and the, the simple goal, this plan, and the daily small step of what works for you to do it. I would like to end off on one other issue. Other than people saying, oh, it's so complicated and I've tried calorie counting and it put me off because it was so complex, it drove me nuts and I'm not going to talk about calorie counting now, just that the fact of the matter is as a brain group, we see different personality types. Some people love detail and love calorie counting, and it makes them aware of just how many calories are in some of this ultra-processed food and in foods that they just assume that it because it says, you know, reduced calories, it means that. There's huge benefits to some people who love the details and other people just love the awareness of seeing how valuable it is to just be a little sort of thoughtful, mindful. I love your water thing as well, because with water makes you feel full. And then you can also eat more slowly as a sort of mindful thing. It takes 20 minutes, as you know, for your signal to go to your brain that you're feeling full. So you want to sort of just do this whole thing with a little bit of presence and thoughtfulness. But I do want to end off on one thing, Etetiana, for your views on this, because you're a food and mood center and you've got so much information, but in addition to the complexity issue and fair diet issues that we often get asked about, the biggest issue that I hear people talk about is taste. And I know you've already said variety adds all the elements, but I have been shocked. And maybe it's Silicon Valley is now, you know, so much veganism going on here and the, the food quality. I've got a few weeks for my taste buds to change, and there's research on that, about four weeks. But I am shocked at how the food, the simpler foods, taste better. And what is your communication about this? Because people always assume eating healthy, you're losing something. Oh my goodness, all the SOS and the sort of industrial complex of marketing all these salt, oily, and, and, uh, and sugary foods, how do you communicate the taste advantage to people of healthy eating?
1: Look, one thing we have in abundance in, for example, Mediterranean diet, or in any supermarket is herbs and spices. So I would encourage people just to maybe spend five more minutes in a spice aisle and smell different spices. And can you imagine tasting all this? For example, Evan, and it's going to be my tip to you from a pro who haven't, I myself been vegetarian or I don't eat meat or poultry for over 30 years now. I've done it a long time ago. And look, I use different spices, different sprinkles and herbs on my vegetables. And literally, you know, apart from enjoying the flavor of vegetables, which is absolutely Fantastic if you just allow yourself to taste it. You can then use different spices to juice it up even more and spend some time. That's what we're saying. We're all very busy. And sometimes we just fall into trap of doing everything, you know, the same. On Wednesday, we get Chinese, on Thursday, we get pizzas, and we're just doing takeaways because we're saying to ourselves we don't have time. Pause. Spend Half an hour, make your first small goal. I will spend half an hour, 15 minutes a week. It's not much time. So just think about my food. Maybe think what I'm gonna be eating. Am I enjoying everything? Could I do anything better? Think like this. Spend, give yourself 15 minutes. Invest into your future. Don't think, think be kind to yourself. Think how you can do something for yourself in these 15 minutes. Think about your food, your food environment. That's probably my biggest takeaway.
0: Well, you're going to become my spice poster woman for going <laughs> forward. But more than that, Tatiana, thank you so much for such a wonderful amount of information, quality of information, and your obvious authenticity in being able to train people from so many thousands of people 67,000 people from 100 and something countries. So it's kind of that in itself speaks for itself. I would like to. Just before we end off on your your three final little takeaways, just remind people where we started that this wonderful free course, Launched to Help People Eat Themselves Happier, is on Future Learn. Is that correct, the platform?
1: That is correct, yes. And then
0: Food and Mood.
1: Yep. Great. Type in Food and Mood, and it's Food and Mood, Improving Your Mental Health Through Diet and Nutrition.
0: Well, thank you so much, and on behalf of my entire consortium, our consortium, and just everybody involved in this, just what you're doing is just so groundbreaking, and that's the kind of, that's the kind of groups we want to be aligned with. So, thank you all very much, and just to end, if you wouldn't mind, Tatiana, just ending off with your three takeaways of what you'd like people to leave and really reinforce from this podcast.
1: Okay, with well, pleasure, and Eliane, thank you for having me, and thank you for your work as well, and let's unite and spread this information and empower people with this knowledge. So my three takeaway would be make your diet plant based. So you don't have to be vegetarian, but try to eat as many plants as you can. Use water as your main source for hydration. And my third tip Please don't try to be perfect. You know, it's a long road. Be kind to yourself. Make small steps to support yourself.
0: Thank you so much, Tatiana. It's been a great pleasure and you are going to impact many, many people. And I wish you and the Food and Mood Center a wonderful, brainful journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.